Welcome to the Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. All new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. You know it's the summer of 2022, so you know it's your boy Big Bad Hoochie Daddy himself, the candy man, the ALFRE to the D. What up, what up? It's your boy, all caps, no spaces, D, Rev Barber MC. And it's Dr. QG with the PhD. If you need your hip hop fix, come see me. Oh, I see that. I hear that. But uh, I just want to say, send a belated happy Father's Day to everybody out there, especially to our, our own Rev Barber MC. Who's, uh, yeah. And, uh, by the way, I'm very upset this Father's Day. Why is that? Because, man, all the all the women that have called me daddy over the years and not one one text saying happy Father's Day. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so happy Father's Day out there to the uh, the fathers, the stepfathers, the uh, the foster fathers, the, sh- uh, the sugar daddies, all the daddies in the world. But yeah, so uh, we here. Uh, today's topic. We're getting creative. We're playing fantasy this this go around. Uh, this idea was brought to us by a friend of the show, Mr. O'Dare, my good friend O'Dare Nunez Shaw, who uh, is a loyal listener to the Rap Lab. Shout out to that man, one of my best friends in life. And uh, he gave us the idea of uh, who would you replace him on that song with? So pretty much uh, the concept behind today's show, we'll get a list of songs and take one rapper off that song, say why we don't want him on that song. Who would we replace him with if we were to replace him with anybody, and why that person? So, uh, QG, we start. We started off with you. Uh, what's one song you would uh, you would want to take somebody off of, and why? And who would you replace him with, and why? All right. Well, my first pick is "God Gave Me Style" by Fifty Cent. This was on the Massacre. It was released March third, two thousand and five. Can Can I interrupt you for one second? Remember the song. What's up, man? Now, now you know you can't mention that song because you know that song got a melody to it. You know, it'd be like, it'd be like God gave me style, God gave me grace. Ah oh, man, I, I love that. Actually, that's one of my favorite songs on the massacre. So I'm inter- It's interesting you chose that, but go on. The reason why I chose to take Fifty Cent off that record, and I want to uh, shout out the producer of the record. The producer of the record, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that Needles. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I felt it didn't fit the theme of the album. You know, this was beef time, and the first debut single that actually came out was Piggy Bank. And, you know, he was going at Jadakiss, Fat Joe, Nas, Shine, and, and, and a couple other people. And with this one, with the narrative where the album was going and hearing 50 sing on it, I, I felt the beat was a little too soft for what he was trying to do. And I just felt that particular song didn't fit the concept of that album because it was beef time. He was going at Benzino. It was just, it was the follow-up to Get Richard Die Trying. And at that time, 50 felt he could have used any beat that he wanted and he still would have sold. It still sold 5 million copies. And it did sell 1.1 million in like four or five days. But I felt with him singing singing that part and the beat, I thought it was just a little bit too light. Because he had these aggressive songs on there, and then it was mixed around with a couple of storytelling records, which is fine. But I felt the follow-up, Get Richard Die Trying, you know, Go Get Me Go Get Me Great, I didn't like that part. So I felt that the only rapper I felt that could have actually did something with that 
I felt Beanie Siegel could have destroyed that beat. What? Yeah, I feel Beanie Siegel could have destroyed that beat because Beanie's aggressive tone and his aggressive delivery, it would have brought more out of that beat. I think 50 went too light. And obviously with that beat, it's it's soft. You know what I mean? It's something light. So not, 50, not, 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 not for 50 nothing. 50 saying what he was saying was what he was saying. Go ahead. Not for nothing, but that's like putting McGruff the crime dog over a Smokey the Bear commercial. Like it's just not, not really, not really, because we've heard Beanie Siegel rap over some storytelling life beats before. Like beat remember them life. days. That beat is yeah, too, yeah, his yeah. Rough. But compare that, but but compare that to remember them days with Eve when he was talking about getting out of the hood or the song with Snoop Dogg on the Becoming album where he was talking about jail and everything like that. Beanie Siegel has a has a more push out delivery and it would have brought more out of that beat. Like Beanie rap with pain in him. You know what I mean? So even though the beat may be light, Beans could still rap over it because he's rapped over light beats before. And it's more of a storytelling emotional record. So at the time 50 said it himself, he just downloaded a bunch of beats to a CD and just picked which ones that he liked and then just rapped over it. So I felt Beanie Siegel could have really brought more just like the song this can't be life that's a light beat and beans told his story on it the song with jay-z and scarface so beans just rapped over light beats before it's just his delivery would have brought more out of it i felt so that's why i chose being Siegel on that one okay interesting go ahead rev all right so um <clears throat> this one might be a little bit up your alley so on the carter four you know how he had the intro, the interlude, and the outro, and he had like a number of guest artists on there. Don't rapping. tell me, don't tell me you taking Poe off the outro. He got to get he got to get out of there. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Either that or he got he had to rewrite his verse. But honestly, it just wasn't. He didn't fit that man. You gotta remember, <laughs> Shine Poe ain't rapping a decade before he appeared on that outro, bro. Well, he should have practiced because that was terrible. It, it it he he did not belong there. If anybody, actually, I would put Jay-Z on there. Because you have Bun B, you have Nas, and you have Busta Rhymes. You got some heavyweights there. I felt like Jay-Z, if he wasn't going to be on his lazy shit, because sometimes he gets on some features, and he'd be on some lazy shit. But Jay-Z would have shined on this. Excuse the pun. (laughs) But with him, Nas, Busta... Bun B, yeah, he would have had to bring his his best sword on that one. So Sean can definitely go. And I think I'm the only one, or not rather, I'm not the only one who who feels that way about that outro. Wow. So wow. Damn, no, no, no love for Sean Poe. Hey, you're lucky I didn't kick Lil Wayne off his own song. I mean, I'm not Jay-Z. Jay-Z is an actual good pick, especially for that time period. Because if you got all the yes. heavy hitters on there, you would if you put a Jay-Z on there with Nas and the Busta Rhymes and the Wayne, like no yeah, and then the Sean. Comp- I like Sean, but yeah. And the competition that him and Jay-Z had, you know, Wayne and Jay-Z, I think it would have been a nice spar in front of the I legends, agree. in front of Nas and them. I agree. That's interesting. Well, my uh, my my pick my first pick is gonna be very interesting, I feel, but the song I'm going to target is the Shot Caller remix by French Montana. Oh, wow. You're taking French out? Yes. Absolutely not. I'm not taking French <laughs> out. French had a hotline in the, in the first verse. What are you talking about? The hotline, like it? something you call in because he ain't got no bars. 
No, oh, my man it? said, can I hit it in the condo? Can I hit it in the morning like Alonzo? But uh, we actually heard a bar like that before from um, Jay Z on "Can I Get It," but to each his own. What you mean? Wait, wait. What bar did Jay Z spit? He said the same type of thing. He just changed up the words. Can I hit it in the morning without giving you half of my dough? Well, it's not the exact same thing. So he just changed. He just changed up the words. That's all. But he borrowed the same cadence. Yeah, and Jay-Z borrowed so much from Biggie, but we don't talk about it. Yeah, but the Jay-Z song is better than the French song. Anywho, he's just a French Montana hater, but it's okay. We we we've talked about it. I'm Jay-Z, not a French Montana. I'm not a I'm not a French Montana hater. It's just that French Montana doesn't impress me with some of his records. Well, I'm keeping French on the song. I'm keeping Rick Ross on the song. But I I gotta take fucking P Diddy off a goddamn song. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I don't know why, but 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 for every ten P Diddy verses I hear, at least eight of them sounds like he's reading off of a paper. He is. Bro, do you have any idea who wrote that verse for P Diddy? Let me look it up while we here because it's not even the words that are a problem in the song; it's his flow. What's the name of the record? The Shot Caller Remix. Yeah, that's a good question. Who uh cuz we know Puff don't write, so you know, whoever whoever wrote that for Puff, I guess they got to get the blame too. Matter of fact, what did uh it wasn't sauce for money. Oh man. Oh, this uh this this this, this yeah. verse by, by P. When did it come out? When did it come out? Twenty six twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. Singles. Let's see. Shot caller. Let's see. Oh no, I I, I stand corrected. Uh, shot caller came out in twenty twelve. 2012. The remix came out in 2011. Okay. But uh, let's see. Who gets the credits? The songwriter was Charlie Jimenez, which I don't even know who that is. But, yeah, man. That that, that P. Diddy verse was rough, bro. So So who would you replace Puff with? Nas. And and I'll tell you why. The beat... That beat is a perfect Nas beat. The only thing, and remember, at the time, Nas was coming off of Life is Good. Right. So that beat sounds like a beat that would have fit in on that album. Okay. I rank that beat up there as similar in tune with Accident Murderers. That's the song with Rick Ross on it. Yes. I think Nas would have rode that beat and killed it. But, uh. But yeah, I think you would have had a, I think you would have had a better verse than French on that record. Well, yeah, especially at that time when you got groups coming together with verses, it kind of alludes to what Rev said. When you got artists coming together, somebody's gonna try to outdo somebody. And if you're on a record with like a couple of other cats, you do want to have the best verse. But uh, depending depending if that's your thing. We should put it on the uh, we should put it on the the rap lab. We should put it on the rap lab uh, social media and see and talk about that line and see if people find it out. 
that line if people find it out. Can I hit it in the can I hit it in the condo? Can I hit it in the morning like Alonzo? You notice you notice, Rev, he almost quoted the Jay Z bar. Yeah. I, was, I, I did not. French you almost quoted the Jay Z bar. No, yeah, no. Y'all know how I feel about French. Polyvo? Oui, oui. Yo, come on, man. Yo, French is a talented rapper. Don't do, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get us heat in the Bronx, man. We ain't gonna get no heat in the Bronx. But uh, go ahead, QG. Your 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 second uh your second pick. All right. Now this track has been criticized a lot, and you know a lot of people felt that this was the this was one of the weakest songs on the album. We're going to go to It Was Written, released July 2nd, 1996. Nas is coming. Mm. That beat right there, I felt it was a Dr. Dre throwaway beat, even though Nas and Dre made history. Nas was the first New York rapper rapping with Dre. And it's funny enough, those verses that Nas did on that record was actually done before on a previous record that was unreleased. But it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, at that time, you know, a lot of rappers were doing other records and then whether it be a label, not clearing the verses or not putting out the record, a rapper would take those same verses and put them on another record. So um, Nas is coming, which is track number seven on the It Was Written album. If I'm not mistaken, I I think I think those verses, yes, yes, yes. The first verse was actually on a Dog Pound song, "Don't Stop, Keep Going." The original "Don't Stop, Keep Going." It was with Daz and Corrupt and Nas. And when you hear that first line, "The Golden Child got that place shot up," that that same verse is the same first verse that was on Nas is coming. So it was probably recorded around the same time because if you guys remember, the Dog Pound was working on their album. And when Pac got with death row, Suge made the call, hey, listen, y'all give Pac all your best work. So they took Nas off it and put Pac on it. And Pac had a Pac had a killer verse, too. So it would have been interesting to see if they would have kept Nas on it and put Pac. But long story short, short story long, I would have replaced Scarface. I would have put Scarface on a beat like that because I felt Scarface's vocals would have projected the beat a lot better. You know, this is one of them. I felt it was one of them throwaway Dr. Dre beats. This is when Aftermath was just starting to get going. Dre just left Death Row. So he, I think at the time he's trying to find a new sound and he's working with a lot of East Coast acts. He's still got some West Coast acts with him, but I think he's trying to find that signature sound. It was different because now it's a it's a new label. It's it's, it's he, he's trying to leave away gangster rap. I felt that at the time. Uncle Face could have really went in on that beat because Scarface is one of the most recognizable, hard-hitting voices ever. And the year later, he came out with the Untouchable album, which is one of the greatest albums I've ever heard in rap. So I felt Scarface could have brought more out of that Nas is coming beat. A lot of people don't even talk about that beat. They actually, they hate on that and Black Girl Lost. I like Black Girl Lost. I like part two as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they criticize the beat rev pretty much. The nah, lyrics is all. That was there. one of my favorite joints. Yeah, the lyrics is all there. Lyrically, lyrically, the joints crazy. 
But I think it goes with concepts once again because it's the mafioso error. And look at this, look at this tracks that Nas was hitting with on that album, bro. You got um besides if I rule the world, you got Suspect. I gave you power, suspect, and oh man, like he was hitting all cylinders, bro. Street street mm-hmm. dreams. So it's like it kind of goes back to the massacre. Like when you have these aggressive, hard hitting beef storytelling records, and then you just have like that one song, like, oh, this don't fit. But gotcha. Yeah, but that's my pick, Scarface. I would have put Scarface on Nas is coming. That's a good pick. Yeah, I felt he would have did great on that. Okay, Rev, yeah, yeah, second. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll. I don't know, man. I, I, you might look at me differently after this, but I know you heard this before. Four, three, two, one. Oh, Master no, P. Come on. Sorry, gotta man. go. Get him out of here. Four, three, two, one. He, he, he didn't it. belong on that record, I feel, man. He well, he did belong on that record. No, no cause the they record before that in. didn't have him on it. They I'm a no they I'm a no soldier. That's why they booked me. <laughs> Doesn't matter uh, what should it have been on that song. Yeah, he he wasn't the one for that. And not for up, that type of record. Up until a couple of days ago, I was gonna say that um they should have left the song as is. They should have took the shocker. Absolutely not. Um, but I was having a discussion about um like late '90s rappers, early 2000 rappers, and I feel like an interesting choice to add on that record would have been Drag On. Interesting. You know, this came out in 1997, right? Uh I thought it was 98. Might have been 97. Might have been 97. Was Drag On a thing in '97? Well, he was doing his thing on the underground. Yeah, that would have been an interesting look to have drag on on a record like that, especially with DMX on a record. Right. Absolutely. And I feel like drag on's buzz would have like almost matched DMX's buzz. It wasn't going to match it, but like almost like when drag on dropped his album, it it was kind of lackluster and just the momentum building towards it just kind of died out. And yeah, it just it just didn't do what it did. But I feel like if he had that one feature on on a on a hit song or a song with like some all star MCs, I felt like Dragon's career might have played out a little differently because he is a lyricist. Dragon is he's pretty good. Don't sleep on drags. And I, I felt like you know a lot of MCs have done freestyles to that beat and everything, but I feel like Dragon would have killed it in my opinion. Master P hate on this show is real. It's not Master P hate. It's about <laughs> love a Master P. that would actually fit because that record is supposed to be like a cipher, lyrical bar. So so so, so 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 hold on. So so because he's not lyrical, Master P don't have no business in the cipher. You uh, he didn't do anything spectacular I, you, on it. All you, he did was you, made a bunch of noise. You have to check the interview when LL was talking about the original record and the first video that came out that didn't even have Pete on it. The original concept of the record was to have like a cypher, raw lyricism type record. That was the original concept. The only reason why Master P was added on it and no diss to Master P, we love Master P. It was a label political thing because Master P was one of the hottest artists at the time. So do you do you remember, more of a do you remember what he said on that song though? Master P. Yeah, yeah I yeah. remember. Got my mic on. It's time to get ready. 
Got my homies from okay. the NO to the NY. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 good and all, Candy Man. But compared to the other rappers that were on it, he didn't have the best verse. That's part of the problem. So you know, even though, you, even though you're a big Master P fan, you have to look at it from the record perspective. Method Man went first, killed it. Red Man killed it. Cannabis killed it. DMX destroyed it. LL, it's his record. He went off. So. It's like levels to this. That's the, I that's have, the issue. I have that album. And I'm I very, know you have the album. And I'm very disappointed that the remix didn't make the album. That's a great not. thing. Y'all are, y'all are disrespectful. But do you understand <laughs> what I just told you? Yes. You know why, what I... Why, why the verse didn't fit? I understand. But you know what? Speaking of that song real quick, do y'all notice the album version has cannabis still on it? But the yeah. music video, he ain't there? There's a video with him in it. Yeah, really? word. I haven't seen it. I've only seen the video, the version yes. for the video. Yes, yes. There's a video with him in it. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, he was in a football jersey. Really? Because yes, I, yes. I know yeah. P was in the Broncos jersey, but I gotta, I gotta look back at that. Yeah, Matt. Uh, Cannabis had the had the shoulder pads. He had the helmet. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he's in it. There's a video for it. I gotta look back at it. All right, my turn. It's time to get serious. Now, y'all know. <laughs> That, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Time to get serious. Are we not being serious? No, I mean, I'm talking about me personally. Oh, okay. You know, people always, you know, I, re- I read the emails and people say sometimes that, you know, I talk about beef too much. And, you know, when it comes to a certain duo, I keep talking about the chief of police. And then I'm not really a fan of the music, just a fan of the drama. Well, that's bullshit. Okay. So mm. uh, I'm going to go with. Headbanger by EPMD, right? Okay. Now, you know Headbanger is EPMD, K-Solo, and Redman. Now, I know I've made some comments about K-Solo in the past, but he got to get off this record. Damn. I'm going to replace K-Solo with Method Man. Okay. Why are you replacing K-Solo? I feel out of the four rappers, he had the... he Even though his verse wasn't bad, I felt like he had... The, the 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 I wouldn't want to say worst because his verse is not bad, but I feel like if I had to rank the four verses, he would come in last. So he got to go. I don't know about that. I don't so, agree so, with so, that so, at all. So who had the who had the 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 worst verse on the song then? I you know what with a record like that, I'm not even gonna pay attention to who had the worst verse because it's a group. It was an introduction to the hit squad. So it's part of the crew. So that's why I looked at it as a collective. I didn't but, look but, at but, it but, as but you know what? individual no, not, rappers not. that had that that had the better or or, or worse verse. According to the official album credits, though, it's not it's not EPMD featuring the hit squad. It's EPMD. I understand that. I understand that. But it was an introduction for those that follow EPMD, especially at that time. That's what EPMD did. That's why they gave Redman his debut on their record. That's why they gave K-Solo the debut the on their record. That's the first ever appearance of Redman on Wax? I thought um, I thought uh, Redman's album uh, came out before that record. This was a way to show the collective. They did the same thing with Das Effects. They would have them on their records just to show them and have all the members of the group chart at the same time. That's why they did it that way. So when so when K Solo and Redman, even though that they're solo artists, they're still part of that umbrella. You understand what I'm saying? It's just like when you have when you have a group and you have affiliates 
and you have an affiliate on that record, it's still under one collective. So that was EPMD's strategy to have K Solo, Redman, and all of them on that record. That was on Business Never Personal. Yes. So all right. So Business Never Personal came out before Redman's album, but K Solo had an album two years, a whole two years prior to that, though. Yeah, but at the same time, this this is this is gonna help promote the other people in the group. And Headbanger was a single. They got a video for it and all. Yeah. And you know my favorite line in the song by Redman, rah rah, like cerebral palsy, which But you're taking solo off because you felt his verse was the weakest out of the out of out of all of them? Correct. I don't agree with that. I felt solo had a pretty good verse. I thought his verse was killer. So who do you feel is the weakest verse in the song? I'm not gonna go with a weak verse. I think they all did pretty good. But if you I, had to, I, I, I think I think everybody did their thing, Candy Man. Yeah, but but you're not answering the question though. If you, I am answering the question, I'm not. If gonna God if, if God came I'm down, not, from heaven. I'm not gonna force speak. That's like me asking you who had the who had the worst verse on make him say uh. You can ask me who had the worst verse on make him say uh, and I'll tell you who had the worst. Who who, who had the worst verse on make him say uh. As much as I love Silk, I gotta I gotta give him that distinction. Well, that's a no-brainer. That's what a is no-brainer. that supposed to mean? That's a no-brainer. As much as Silk gets criticized on the show for his lyricism and stuff like that, that's easy. But as far okay, what about a hot boy record? Pick a hot boy record. Who had the worst verse on one of the hot boy records? Name the song, I'll tell you. All right, uh, let's see. Matter of fact, you Project can name Six. the song. Project, Project Six? Okay. That's Juvenile, BG, and Wayne. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, man. I, I hate to do it, but God damn it, BG. <laughs> I don't know why you feel Solo had the worst verse. Is there is there another agenda why you feel Solo had the worst verse? Why, why, why is it when it comes to me, there has to be an agenda to everything? Because, I, because, why because can't I just make a decision? You, you, know, why, you know why? Because, because you've never said anything good about K-Solo since this podcast was created. That is not true. We took a That's car ride. That's very true. We That's very true. Hey, I, this has got nothing to do with the car ride. This has to do with listen, the podcast. No, wait. No, wait. You've said, you said, you said, you said, said many things unbecoming about k solo on this show and the car ride got nothing to do with it your playlist was on shuffle first of all i and you had no choice but to have him on solo song rev you were asleep so you may not remember the but playlist you, was on you, shuffle it was played that on purpose thank god i was that on purpose i played it you played it on purpose you played it on purpose as a joke because you've always brought up the whole beef dvd thing with k solo that's got nothing to do with the record itself it has to do with the person and what song was we listening to? We wasn't even listening to Spellbound. We was listening to... No, it wasn't Spellbound. It, yeah, exactly. Because that was the single that he had. Before I let go, your mom's in my business. Tell her to get out of my business. Come on, man. Rev, Rev, I think I think this is just a personal thing. He's it's just not taking K-Solo no. off just because he, he said some things about K-Solo. Because if you listen to Spellbound, nobody, if you, I'm sorry, people. If you listen to Headbanger, nobody had a whack verse. I, so and him, I said that nobody. So him, 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 him taking K Solo off is just, is just, is just to run along with the narrative. And he said he want to replace him with, with, with Method Man. And I don't know about that. Why, why, wait, wait. Why, why are you giving the people a false narrative? Because that's what you do. I don't give people the false. That's what narrative. you do. You're, you're, you're taking K Solo off for no reason because no. you have, a, you, you have an agenda. You have an agenda. You have an agenda against K Solo because of the DVD and all this other stuff like that. K Solo, 
was perfect for that record. Everybody did their thing on that record. I'm, it, listen, I, I'm getting tired of this. I'm the least biased person on this show. You're the most biased <laughs> person. You're the most biased person on this show. No, 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 no. See, I, and I, I could get into it, but the viewers don't want to hear that. But that I, I am, I am the least biased person on this show. You, like the worst yeah. rapper ever. You, you did protect a lot of people, man. Protect, I, hey, yeah, I exactly. Up on there. And you mentioned, and you mentioned rappers that nobody listened to. So you, right, you but nobody just want to play the political part because I got the most diverse ears in the world. It's not about diverse. <laughs> just because, just because you condone a lot of whackness, that doesn't make you diverse. That just makes you a that just makes you a conformative. <laughs> wow, I, I'm surprised you didn't call me a patsy. I'm not gonna call you a patsy. The only patsy I respect is Patsy Klein. I don't even know who that is, but uh, uh that shows you not diverse then. Mm. She ain't a rapper. I would have heard she of. She don't gotta be. She don't gotta be a rapper. She don't gotta be a rapper. It's about the music. That just shows I, you not diverse. I'm diverse in the realms of hip hop, sir. You please. There's a lot of rappers you don't listen to. Yeah, there's a lot of rappers you don't listen to, and I do you got you to listen to song. Do you got do you got any alcoholics albums in your possession? I no. have no, but that's but that's. Do you that's, got any King T albums in your possession? I actually have I his very first him. one. What'd you say, Ref? No, nah, I don't got him. I know I, who he is, but I like yeah. the alcoholics though. Yeah, alcoholics is fire. Hell yeah, bro! I've like got I've got I've got albums by people that most people can't even find records of, bro. When you when you when you get a when you get a whoop the whoop the freaking do buy a donut. Listen, when you get a King Sun album in your possession, you come speak to me. When you get an alcoholic album, when you get a when you get an alcoholic album, come speak to me. You when I get the who album? Alcoholics. Wow. He probably gonna go on Amazon right now and order all of them. (laughs) I've I've tried to get alcoholics albums, but they're hard to find. Yeah, you ain't looking hard enough. Well. I got Kwame the Gifted and Skizo. Come talk. So, 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 you got Kwame the Gifted and Skizo. Wear polka dots and run around. Yeah. You, you, you get a JJ Fat album, you come talk to me. Anyway. Please. You got a JJ Fat album because of, because of the damn movie. Don't play yourself. I had that JJ Fat album. Don't, yeah, hey, don't, right. don't make me go screenshot yeah, my Amazon right. receipt. Listen, you could go to Google. You could go to Apple Music. You could go anywhere, screenshot, copy, crop, and paste all you like. You ain't impressing nobody. You see my CD collection, and you see mine, right? But you wanna you wanna jump up here and act like you all of a sudden the Guru Museum, please. I, <laughs> if there sit was your butt down. Record, I got sit it. Your butt, sit your butt down because you I, wasn't I, there I, for none yeah. of it. You wasn't there for none of it when it when it, when it was all going on in the beginning. Me and Rev was there. Yeah, know your y'all, place, boy. Yeah, know there. your place, boy. Word up, baby. Dyke you know who you're talking or... to? You don't know who you're talking to. The park jams and everything when it was when it was premiering on the radio, all that stuff on TV. Know your place. Whew. Listen, listen, listen. If, if anybody dis- disputes my knowledge of hip hop, don't play yourself. Don't talk. play yourself. Nobody's nobody's dissing your knowledge of hip hop. But don't come up here and act like you the watcher and all of a sudden, or you or you the Galactus in universe. Sit your butt down. Anywho, uh, K Solo's coming off the record, and uh, K Solo staying on the record. Don't listen. Well, to this if it was clown, up to me, K Solo's <laughs> off the record. Don't listen to this clown, man. You off the record. You off the show. This is me and Ref show now. <laughs> you can't, you can't kick me off. You out of here. He fired. Yo, Ref, go ahead, Ref. You, you oh, fired. Man. Yo, yeah, yeah, you, 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 you mess around and you're all, all, you, your, your you whole audio. Get you, you, yeah, yeah. Well, you gonna get edited hey, I'm gonna edit today. 
You're going to get edited out of my life then. Go ahead. <laughs> Bounce. <gasps> Goodbye. But, but back to serious. Goodbye. Bitch. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Go back to New Orleans. Eat some gumbo. I actually had gumbo yesterday. Yeah, and I bet it was whack too. Hope you have a stomach virus. <laughs> Don't call my mama's cooking whack. Your mom no. ain't cooking. You did. It was whack. Well, anywho. <laughs> I had some too. I was throwing up all week. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> anywho. Uh, but yeah, I think that just that's the perfect beat for Method Man. It would have been cool. Maybe they could he could have added them on it, you know, maybe not take because all you know what it is? that beat is gritty. And what was that, 1992? In that time period, most of the Wu-Tang guys was rapping over gritty beats. I think that would have been perfect for them. Yeah, the Especially only thing that, about that is that, like, Wu-Tang, Onyx, and them, they weren't super communal with people, you know? They kind of stayed to themselves. And a lot of them in interviews have said that they kind of regretted that. Because I've well, spoken Method on... Man, Method Man was yeah. one of the few that would branch out because obviously he was on he was the lone feature on ready to die yeah yeah so i think i think have all right now this i'm i don't remember off the top of my head but have epmd and the who ever worked together later not during that time period trying to trying to rack my brain but yeah man but i think method man would have been a would have been a good fit for that record but uh go, go ahead uh qg your your last pick Alright. If you want to add some bonus ones, go ahead, because I got some bonus ones too. Yeah. I got a couple honorable mentions. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with put them in their place by Mob Deep. I didn't think they fit on that beat. I what? felt that beat should have went to Lloyd Banks. Mm. I felt that beat should have went to Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks should have should have should have kept it for his own. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because this was this was this was the single for uh for Blood for Money. Blood Money. Yeah, for the Blood Money album, you know, we all talked about it. This was when Mob Deep got down with G Unit. And I just felt that that sound terrible album. Yeah, that 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 song was more for Banks. I think Banks could have kept it on his own. Even game this Mob Deep on it, and he did a better job than they did. And it was a diss record. You understand what I'm saying? So when I listen to put him in a place, especially the way that it started. And this is no diss to P. Love you, P. But look at the way he started. I was raised by the hood, adopted by the hood. It's like, uh, that beat was way too too hard and too pounded. You need somebody to come in with some punchlines, man. You need somebody to come in and bring that record out. I felt Banks would have been the one. This was in 2006. And we already know at the time when it came to the mixtapes and the album success, Banks went platinum. Banks was that dude. So I felt that beat could have gone for him on his later projects or something like that. The uh, producer of the record, it was Shaw Money XL, Havoc, and Kyle Miller. I felt that could have went to Banks, man. I think Banks would have destroyed it. Okay. No argument there, even though uh, that is uh, that is one of my favorite songs on that album, though, but uh, I'm not going to get it. I felt Banks would have destroyed it. Because if I, if I start talking about blood money to everybody in the world going to be in an uproar because you know you could talk about blood money because i think with you it comes with the sound quality correct and that's where see thank you that's the biggest because remember my trademark phrase when it comes to blood money i never said blood money was their best work it's my favorite because the way it sounds it just sounds polished but my issue with that is what about the song itself though what about the songs itself don't the songs don't 
don't the lyrics and the production and the and the quality of the songs itself mean something compared to it does, ones it does, and I four and I? It does mean something, but at the same time, I don't know. Like it just to me, it just sounds better. It's like how do I how do I explain this? It's like hmm. I don't know. It's just it's just like a it's just like a car, an old car with a fresh coat of paint. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it was. Mob Deep was just trying to fit into the G unit sound. I mean, like I said, it's not their best work, but it's it's the one that sounds the best. I'm just going off the quality of the beats and the audio. Cause not for nothing. And I don't know if y'all ever experienced this. You ever just listen to something from the nineties or the eighties and you have to turn the volume up and then the next yeah. track you play will be something a little bit more recent and you have to turn the volume down. Yeah. That's 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 what it is. Shit, I, I don't think that should I don't think that should matter though, man. I think if the song is great, then yeah, the song is great. Yeah, that's why you got a lot of remastered versions coming out and the mixing is a little bit better because at the time, you know, but I I I, I understand your standpoint. Like if you gotta go in your car and if you wanna if you're taking a long drive and if you wanna pop in something, you don't wanna have to adjust the album, you just wanna let it go. I get that part. Like like no offense, Rev, but Listen to 36 Chambers, I gotta crank the volume up. Yeah, they came out with a remastered version, though. But um, the original version, for those who don't know, and we covered this on uh, on our Woo episode in the archive, they recorded uh, that album um, on water-damaged equipment. So, mm-hmm. that just goes to show you, but... But yeah, I, I get it, though. Banks Bank sounds like he would've... He could flow over that beat. That's a, cla- that's t- a typical G-Unit beat, so... Right, exactly. All right, Rev. What about you? All right, so I got a couple of uh, bonus honorable mentions. I, wait, um, we can't get to the bonus yet. You got to do number three. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I got number three. So this will be my last official one. And it's hard to take this person off because this person was like a huge part of um this small group. But uh, Foxy Brown on Nas Full Circle. Was probably one of the worst verses I've heard like Agreed. in hip hop history. Yo. It was super trash. <laughs> I don't know if she wrote it or who wrote it for her, but she had to get that shit back. And the person I actually, it's hard to say replace because, like I said, you know, she's a, a big part of this group, but um, they should have put Nature. Oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like he should have been, been there to begin with, but um, it, it was nice hearing Dr. Dre too. You know, especially like, you know, he wasn't even credited on um the album with the verse. Um but Foxy's verse was horrible. Like she she, she just place. Yeah, she wasn't <laughs> saying anything. You know what I mean? Like she talked about like how she got the key to Brooklyn and that's the only thing that like stood out in that verse, but everything else was just not good, you know. And yeah, she made that comparison to her being um Tasha on power. Which I don't think is the best comparison because we see well if you watch Power, you know that uh character is in mm-hmm. behind bars now. But mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> everything else on that verse was just horrible, man. And you know, I, I was I was happy when I first read that she was on it. I'm like, all right, cool. So we got like a mini firm reunion, you know, no doubt. You know, I was uh of course anticipating my man Cormega's verse, but when it got to Foxy, I think it was just all voice, all persona. No lyrics. And 
I don't know. Maybe they should have cut her verse to be eight bars or something and give, give nature the last eight. But it's hard to listen to that song with her on it. Yeah, I could I could definitely agree with that, especially the way the AZ, Cormega, and Nas set the tone. Like like you need oh, yeah. somebody to to you know to bring in bring it home. You know what I mean? And Nature probably would have been a good good fit for that, especially for the nostalgic reasons. Like I was looking for Nature. You know what I mean? When I heard that Mega was going to be on the album, I was like, oh man, oh this is going to be official tissue. So with Nature, it would have been like the home run. You know, but. And they asked Nature about that, too. He was like, he didn't get a call for it. It's all good. You know, no hate, no bad blood. He just didn't get the call. And if he got the call, he would have went on it. But it is what it is. Okay. Well, my next pick is going to be an interesting one. Uh, I'm going with the Don't Like Remix by uh, Kanye and Chief Keef uh, featuring uh, Pusha T. Uh, and Jadakiss, and uh, oh boy, I'm gonna get heat for this one, but Jada, you gotta go, you gotta go. Why is Jada going? Reason being, the so Jadakiss and Jadakiss is a cool dude. I've told the story on this podcast before how back in January of 2020, I bumped into Jadakiss at the airport and he was cool to me. So there's no nothing personal behind this, but Jadakiss. I, I rank Jadakiss in the same in the same group with Buster Rhymes and Mystical as somebody I can't listen to in bulk. Reason being because of the sound of his voice, right? Jadakiss has a very I don't want to say raspy, but like a mix of raspy and gravel in his voice. And for that beat, I feel like it doesn't fit for that beat. And you know, he starts off his verse, I done so purple, I done so white. And I'm just like, I'm like, come on, Jada. Now, now who I would replace him with, think about this song, right? You got a, a mix of good music in Chicago. Who fits who fits that mold on good music at the time more than Common? I think Common would have would have done up something special on that beat. On that beat? Uh-huh. I think so. Hmm. Sounds well, like you know what? in Chicago with them firecrackers in the background. Yeah, that's Shout out my neighborhood. That's, that's out in my neighborhood. They they letting on fireworks down the block. Damn, they Fourth of July. Al, they know Al's on his yo, shit tonight. Yo, they was doing that loud last night, letting on fireworks. Yo, it sounded like car explosions. But I think Common could have could have because uh, you know Common did do a freestyle over that beat anyway. When everybody when it was the cool thing to do. I'm not gonna knock it because I've because I mean Common Common has worked with. He's worked with Kid Cudi before, right? Yes, he has. Right. I, I mean, I've heard him on type of sounds like that. So Common, yeah, lyrically he would have, he would have, he would have did his thing. That Jada Kiss verse you mentioned, one of the issues I had with it is that it was too short. Think so? I thought it was short. You know, I mean, compared to, you know, because, okay, it's a Chief Keith record. Kanye had the longest verse. Yep. You know, you know, Big Sean. Did his thing oh, and Big Sean was on there too, yeah. Yeah, for that type of sound, for that type of song, it's it's all about who can fit, you know what I mean? And even though I associate Common with a certain type of way, because Common is a rapper's rapper, you know what I mean? So he he would have got on this record and probably would have tore it up. Uh, 
Jada Kiss, as great as he is, you know, he'll get on anything. He just seems you know, out of place. He, I mean, looking at the roster, I get it. Because like you said earlier, because if it's good music, if it's a good music Chicago thing, why not have somebody that was already on the label and somebody that's already from Chicago? So I get that part. Absolutely. And like I said, and like I said, again, like no knock on Jada. He just, I don't know, he just, he sounds out of place on that record. Yeah. Same as how we said earlier with Master P on 4321. He sounded out of place on that record. Man, we got to leave the Colonel alone. He did. It's not a diss to the Colonel. It's just that record was not the record. Well, Q, QG, you got any honorable mentions or are you stopping at three? I got an honorable mention. I'm going to go with my main man, Easy E. Rest in peace. I gotta go with only if you want it. Really? Produced by Na- yeah, produced by Naughty by Nature. I felt Naughty could have kept that record on their own. Why is that? Is because first of all, Naughty by Nature produced the record, and we know Easy E didn't write. Naughty by Nature wrote the record, so Easy got to rap like how Naughty would write it. So with his high pitched vocals, to me it just didn't work. Can I get it? I open up Easy Logan up. Compared to Tretch, can I get an eye open up? You know what I mean? Like, it would have just worked better if Tretch would have kept that record for the group and just kept it that way. That beat was way too aggressive and way too bouncy. It was a single. There's a video for it and all that. Naughty by Nature actually wrote two songs for Eric. And that was um, Hit the Hooker, which came out later on, straight off the streets of Compton. But this was the first time they linked up with him. And Easy did his thing. It was a cool song, but I felt like him the way he was trying to rap like naughty that's the thing that needs to be put out as far as ghostwriting when you have somebody that writes a record you have to try to imitate the person that's writing it which is a challenge and with naughty's 90s style that's a hard style to imitate i give easy credit for trying to keep up with it but i felt that 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 didn't work i felt naughty could have kept that record for themselves and put it out for themselves. It would have been crazy. All right. What about you, Rev? So I got um I got two. Memphis Bleak, Mindright Remix. He had H Money Bags and Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel. I'd keep Beanie, get rid of H Money Bags and Jay-Z, and I'd I'd let Ja Rule have a verse on that. Mm. Uh also, Saigon, Come On Baby Remix with Jay-Z. I'd get Jay-Z out of there. That's one of his lazy verses. I like, put God True damn. Life on there. What, what is this, Jay-Z slaughter campaign? Hey, I put um, Jay-Z on a Lil Wayne outro song. But um, I just felt like those two verses were definitely one of um, both of his laziest verses. He didn't come off on any of them joints, especially the Saigon, Come On Baby, where Saigon had made mention about it how lackluster that verse was and you know jay-z in interviews has admitted that too that he he hasn't given out some of his best verses to certain artists that he pretty much on that particular one did it as a favor for just blaze so mm. yeah I, i'd uh put true life on that one because i know Sai and uh true life were um super tight and at the time um true life was signed to rock uh, rock la familia and i felt like it would have gave um 
True Life a, a dope spotlight because Saigon Come On Baby was um it was on the charts, wasn't that high but it was high. Um, I felt like both artists could have um profited off of it, and True Life definitely would have capitalized off the exposure and um maybe had even released an album uh, via Rock La Familia. I know during that time period they was trying to um you know integrate I guess like the Latin artists you know capitalizing off what Nori did with the Oye Mikanto yeah. and all that and the reggaeton stuff. It was coming yeah. to like the tail end, so I felt like artists like True Life would have um kind of put the ball in the Latinos court as far as the hip hop goes and put a little band aid on the reggaeton stuff that Nori was trying to do. I agree with that, and and it's funny because it's like Jay Z could just hop on a record, and it's because it's Jay Z, people are just gonna listen to it and right. not and not critique and question the lyrics. It kind of it kind of it kind of points out. That he was all over the J elect uh, that J um what, what what's that what's that album J uh J Electronica yeah yeah J Electronica that one he was all over it and it felt like it was a Jay Z album not a J Electronica album because he was like on every song and it's like how is it listed as a J Electronica album when Jay Z's all over it and does and and Jay Z He'll have like this, like a couple of lines that stand out, but that's about it. And people will quote and make memes about it. But you're right. You're totally right about that. Like Jay would just appear on it and just say whatever. And then just he like, what's the purpose of him being hungry and having the best verse on it? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, for mine... Uh, my honorable mention, I'm going to go with Man for TV. Um, this was a tough one. And Killer, I love you. Harlem, I'm sorry. Please don't hate me. But um, Cam got to go. Why was, does Cam got to go? It was a close decision between him and Nori. But I narrowly gave the Duke to Nori between the two. What? Huh? What? I don't know. I just feel like Cam Cam was heavily outshined on that record. If I'm being honest. It's a fair thing to say because Nature had the first verse and, and completely destroyed it. And this is like Nature's debut. Then you have um pun coming in second and pun just obliterated it and then you got jada and styles going tit for tat and then you had cam i like that cameron verse i thought cameron was all right because i'm looking at the year as well at that year all those guys was out all them guys had albums all them guys was hot so i felt that was that was pretty cool but in comparison to who was on it and how and how many of these guys killed it i could see why you or anybody else with one camera on off compared to what those guys were saying lyrically. I mean, Nori was all over the place. Shout out to T.O. He always jokes about that bar about Hennessy straight with tomato juice. That and, and a, uh, a funny guy, Steve <laughs> Harvey. Yeah. I mean, Cam, I, I mean, if you, if you look at Cam verse, you know, rich places, sick places, see my story, 6,666 pages. That's the camera I like, to be honest. Over big faces at the same dice game, I caught six cases. I'm like, yo, Cam was Cam was rapping on that record, but I could see compared to the others why you would want to take them off. I think Pun had a crazy verse. <laughs> I thought Pun destroyed it, so yeah, I could see why. But 
I would replace him. Uh, I'm going to replace him with Hov. Jay-Z on Band from TV. What you think of that, ref? I actually think it was a, it'd be a good fit. I can hear Jay-Z mm. on that. Because that's a Swizzy joint, isn't it? Yep. I would, I would, I would replace him with, with Jay-Z. Especially that era of Jay-Z. Because 98 was what? Volume 2? Yeah. Yeah. That era Jay-Z could have killed it. X too. Yeah, I, I think I think uh I think Jay would have uh I think Jay would have done that justice. It would have been a it would have been a solid choice. Jay Jay could have get on there with it's a Swizzy track and uh yeah, yeah, that would have been very interesting to hear whole rap on there with pun Jada Styles and uh Nori. Would have been would have been crazy. Yep. That's uh, I I think that would have been uh, I think that would have been a good one. Well, well, fe- well, fellas, uh, I would love to hear what the listeners got to say. So if you out there, or hit us up on raplabpod at gmail dot com, or DM us on IG raplabpod, or tweet us on Twitter raplabpod. Let us know who you taking off their own song and who you replacing them with. I'd love to hear. Actually, I got something for y'all I could throw in there. This is from T.O. and him and I had a conversation. He actually felt he would have taken Biggie off of More Money, More Problems and just kept it with Mason Puff. That's. That would. I, I questioned it. I said, seriously. That's you would, odd. You would, take, you, would, you would just. he He felt that with that type of song and the way Mason Puff was doing it, he felt Big's verse did not fit on that type of beat and that type of song. I don't think that song can exist without Big, to be honest with you. I agree with you on that. I, I And again, Mace wrote the verse for Puffy. So Mace wrote two verses and then Biggie just came in with his verse. So, yeah. Damn, I wish T.O. was here to explain himself, but... Yeah, but that was his pick when we talked about it. So shout out to T.O. You know, we definitely got to plug you in and, and throw one of your picks in there. Uh, yeah, that's 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 very interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, shout out, shout out to T.O. I'm doing this thing. Uh, and uh, if you're a father, thank you for uh, listening to this. Happy belated Father's Day to you. You know, it ain't Sunday, but uh, yeah, fellas. Uh, we got to do some more fantasy topics. And if you out there have a topic that you want us to discuss, and James from England, we ain't forget about you, but you know, your 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 choice of film for us to review is not very popular amongst the cast here. But we ain't which is not necessarily which is not necessarily true. This guy can't help himself. Your choice of uh, documentaries is not very popular amongst this cast up here. Basically. And this is Alfred from a parallel universe. Don't listen to the other Alfred because he likes to run his mouth. The uh, issue with <laughs> the Biggie and Tupac documentary is that the the way that the footage was shot, it wasn't really something that you could really reference. And there was issues with the <laughs> helicopter and the uh, Baltimore and the, you know, Big Shook, Big Shook, Big Shook, Big Shook. I say it so many times, my teeth turn white. Big Shook, Big Shook, Big Shook, Big Shook. And... Um, you know, I was, that's just that's just the way that the candy man talk. You know, he like to hear the sound of his own voice. So, James from England, don't worry. Your documentary will get reviewed, and we'll just keep talking about it. And, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, big shook, big shook, big shook. 
I don't chief sound... of police. Chief of police. Chief of police. I don't sound like that. You do. Chief of police. No, I do not. Yeah, you do. You sound like this, Alfred, every time you talk. Yeah, it's not it's not very popular on this show, the Biggie and Tupac documentary. But, you know, we'll we'll review it. Matter of fact, I'll just review it by myself. I'll shove my head up my culo so far that you'd have to get a somebody to rip it right out so I can talk about it. That's not that's not fucking funny. Because you keep running your mouth every single time. Run, oh, run. It's, oh, oh, it's not that popular. Oh, this, uh, that, that has nothing to do with it. I've already given my disagreements about the Biggie and Tupac documentary. I have no issue sitting down and going over it and explaining why, like I've done countless times. But you like to keep going on and on. Well, it's not that very popular on this show. You and said the you reason, the reason why. And I told you why. I told you why. No matter how many times I tell you, you like keep bringing back up over and over and over what you think. You never incorporate what I say as far as the Biggie and Tupac documentary. Bro, you like to stick with the this, same this. story over and over again when I've given you logical reasons why. I said I have no issues going over that documentary. The problem with the documentary is certain things that was done in that documentary, especially by the person who shot that film. And you like to bring up the same references over and over and over again. It's ridiculous. That's not true. And it has to stop. Yes, it does. You always bring up Moprine. You always bring up Frank. You always bring up the guy that came out the supermarket and say, oh, no, not Christopher. He never sold drugs. You always bring up the part where the guy goes in to the... He goes into the barbershop and, and, and the girl was hiding her face on the camera. You bring up Big Suge in the prison. Oh, no, Snoop will never come. You bring up the same things over and over and over again. That's what you do. And it's time to stop. So if you want to review the DVD, we can review the DVD. But stop lying to the public and saying that the other members of this group do not want to watch it. Just stop. I never said y'all didn't want to watch it. I just said y'all don't just like stop. it. Just stop. Just stop. Well, we know you'll be here strictly for the documentary. Just stop. Stop doing that. Uh, I don't want to watch the Pac one. See, I told you. You ain't tell nobody nothing. <laughs> no, that 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 one's horrible. I mean, the Biggie one's not good either. But wait, what do you mean the Biggie? What, what do you mean the Pac one? It's one documentary about both of them. Oh, I thought you meant um both that because they both got movies about them. No, no, no. It's it, it's called Biggie and Tupac. It's on uh, it's on Netflix. Oh. Yeah, like 2002. Oh, okay. By a British guy. Okay, nah. I don't. I'm not interested in that either. Damn. Well, James, you see, uh, you you'll never get that uh that that review episode. I like Resurrection. He can get the review episode, which is fine. And yes, Resurrect Resurrection is great. We talked about oh, it on oh, here. Said he I, don't want to watch it. What what can we do? Have a, have a I watch it. I, I don't want to, but I'll do it for the, for the fans, for us. Well, What's that word? I'll do it grudgingly or whatever. Grudgingly. <laughs> He's but, right. Uh, but yeah, man, shout out to James for writing it every 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 couple of weeks for the last last few months. But uh, I like I like that DVD. You'll 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 see when you watch it. Yeah, I gotta be high for that one. My man said I gotta smoke weed before I can sit down and watch that. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, if you got an episode idea, we listen to all y'all ideas. Talk about stuff that y'all want to hear. Inbox us, uh, 
Rap Lab Pod on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. RapLabPod at gmail.com uh, for the email. But all right, folks. It's been another episode of the Rap Lab. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the rap lab. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the rap lab.